Please listen carefully. Hi, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hey, Kate. John. What's up? Just here. Mm-hmm. Re- prepared to celebrate America. I am. And I hope that you all are going to have a safe and relaxing and enjoyable 4th of July holiday. Yes. Lots of cookouts, burgers, hot dogs, etc. But you know, and here's our transition. Mm-hmm. It's always good when you say out loud, this is our transition. That always makes it cleaner. I just want people to realize that we're not just grasping for straws. This is very pointed. Mm-hmm. There can also be a lot of risky business going on over the holiday weekend. Fireworks. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Cookouts. Right. Propane. Um, so it's important that people understand their insurance policies. That's very true. That goes for you all as homeowners or renters or drivers and also goes to our friends in the real estate industry, which is, I assume, who's listening to this podcast, uh, and it talks about your E&O insurance. And so, we often mention in our Limit the Risk something about E&O insurance. It's popped up a few times before. Just pop, pop right in, pop. And um, whether we tell you to have it or make sure you notify your insurance in the event of some type of claim, today we thought, what a great opportunity to discuss what E&O insurance actually is. That's what the founders would have wanted us to do. Exactly. Right. This is our duty to you. Right. So let's start with the basics. So what is the E and what is the O in E&O insurance, Kate? <laughs> The hard-hitting questions they really right are. off the bat. Yeah, let's start off intense. <laughs> E&O stands for Errors and Emissions Insurance. What that means is it's insurance for situations brought about by your errors or omissions. So it's not just a clever name is what you're saying. <laughs> not just clever. Mm. It's one of the, kind of the last. I think, I think one great way to think about it is one of the last tools in your risk management toolbox. So you're kind of reaching down to the bottom there. Grasping for stuff, right. Um, we tend to think of risk management as helping you avoid risky situations. So that's right. And risk management is definitely a practice of avoiding risky situations wherever possible and limiting the exposure to your business by your practices and your policies. But we also know that humans make errors and omissions. This means that another part of your risk management is limiting exposure when problems do arise and then dealing effectively with those problems. E&O insurance, like any other type of insurance, car, homeowners, renters, which I mentioned earlier, helps to limit your financial exposure when there is a problem. In fact, E&O insurance will likely be one of several different types of insurance policies that a real estate business has. Um, for example, you probably have rental insurance if you're also renting office space. And every agent needs to have car insurance in the event of an accident that injures the third party. As a broker, you need to make sure you understand what your E&O insurance policy covers and what type of damages it wouldn't cover. Right. So knowing the terms of your E&O insurance is vital to being able to successfully file a claim whenever a problem does arise. 
ENO insurance policies vary, but in general, ENO insurance provides coverage when a real estate agent or broker has failed to perform his or her professional responsibilities or has done them in a negligent way. When you're evaluating the policies, there's a lot of different aspects that a broker needs to look at. We're going to we're going to go right through them. And so, a broker needs to look at first and foremost who and what is covered. What are you getting with this policy? Right. So does the insurance policy apply to the firm's employees only or also the firm's independent contractors? Most real estate licensees are engaged as independent contractors. So this is a very important part of your insurance to understand. And what about assistants who are paid by the agents and not through the company? If you have any of those, you really need to know who is covered and not covered so your agents and or employees can get their own insurance as needed. E&O insurance generally covers the professional services by those covered, but make sure you review and understand the exceptions to those policies. If specific liabilities are excluded, evaluate whether you need coverage for that and ask. For example, if your policy doesn't have commercial coverage. If you don't do commercial coverage, maybe you don't need it. If you do, you need to make sure that you're asking for coverage for that type of um, transaction. Right. And as that, along with that, you can negotiate a policy that works for whatever your needs are for you and your business. You don't have to accept exclusions that are aspects of your business. Adding an excluded coverage may cost more, but that typically makes sense because the insurance company is then assuming additional risk by expanding your coverage. So now we've discussed the who and the what. Let's talk about the when and the how much. So conditions under which you're covered. One of the main issues people considered is the dollar limits of your policy, especially if there's a claim. How much will the insurance company pay? The dollar limits of your policy need to be appropriate to your business risk and the size of your limit. So is it a per claim limit or is it an aggregate limit? Meaning if you have $1 million coverage, is it $1 million per claim or is it a total of all claims? That's a big difference, right? Many policies contain both per claim and aggregate limits. In addition, what does the limit apply to? Another really good opportunity for the Mean Girls reference. Right. The limit does not exist, except here, it totally does. That's very true. <laughs> Our resident Mean Girls expert, Kay Oh, <laughs> uh, um, Is it for indemnity coverage or is it for defense of the claim? This, again, will vary based on the type of coverage you have. Indemnity coverage is the amount of damages that the insured may be liable for as a result of the claim. Defense costs, on the other hand, are, and you guessed it, the costs of defending a claim. Now let's also talk about the when. When does coverage begin? Your coverage will specify the dates of coverage. It's pretty clear. Coverage. Coverage. Uh, <laughs> so there are some different types of coverage. Typically, the two claims are claims made and occurrence. Many E&O policies are claims made, meaning they will only cover claims that are filed during the term of the policy, regardless of when the claim itself arose. There is likely going to be an exclusionary period for certain claims that arose prior to the implementation of the policy. Make sure you understand that timing. And this becomes increasingly important whenever you are switching insurance providers. You need to determine whether there is any potential for claims that will fall into a gap period and neither be covered by your old policy nor your new policy. And we know you, you guys talk about this for people who are buying homes. Make sure there's not a gap in homeowner's insurance. It's equally important for you, for your E&O insurance, to make sure there's no gap there. You can often purchase special tail policies to help bridge any gaps if necessary. 
And if this is the case, you definitely want to talk to your insurance provider and make sure you're doing what is best to make sure that you are covered completely. So then we also want to mention occurrence um, coverage, which means that the policy will cover claims that occur during the term of the policy, even if the claim or suit is made after the policy is expired. That's right. So let's talk about the third item to discuss today, which is costs, deductibles, and limits of your policy. So you shopped around, you found the best coverage. You know how much coverage is offered through the policy, who it covers, and when the coverage is triggered. But what about the costs, the deductibles, and the limits? You need to pay your annual premium. That's kind of just a baseline. Yes, you need to pay your annual premium. This is the cost of just having a policy. Um, you might It might be monthly premiums that you can... That's something to figure out. Uh, some I know some car insurance you can pay every six months. Figure out your payment timing and make payments in a timely manner. Right. You need to make sure your annual or monthly payments are made on time. This is going to be determined from the outset, and not paying it can cause a lapse in your coverage. Understand those terms. You also need to know your deductible. Deductible is what you pay out of pocket when making a claim to your insurance company. It is clearly important to know that amount, but you also need to know how it applies to your policy. Finally, you need to understand the limits placed upon you by the policy. What type of control do you have to settle a claim? If you want to settle some nuisance claim, will it put your overall policy at risk? Is there a limit to the number of settlements you can make? This may not apply to your business, but if it does, there are important questions to discuss with your policy provider. And last but not least... Office policies and insurance. So your office policies can really be a great asset, making sure that you don't get sued. But also for demonstrating to your insurance provider that you work hard to either eliminate or at least minimize your liabilities. When searching for coverage, prepare a summary of your office policies that you have to help eliminate or minimize those liabilities. At the bare minimum, this is your office policy manual. We have one to help you. If you do not currently have one, you can go through it, fill in information as applicable, and then you'll have a completed office policy manual outlining and detailing all of your policies. And thus concludes the shameless plug portion of this podcast. Uh, This information can help to show that you prioritize risk management, and it can help an insurance company give you better rates. I typically say, hey, it can't hurt, but if you have really bad policies, it might actually not help. Right. So make sure your policies are good and are not incredibly risky. Otherwise, that could be a red flag. Absolutely. And we now break for our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. Take it to the legal hotline. Kate. Question. Is there a minimum amount of coverage required for E&O insurance? No, not in Virginia. You should work with your insurance agent to tailor your coverage to your business. It is also important to revisit as your business grows and changes to make sure that it is sufficient to cover your potential liabilities. John, I realized that my E&O insurance lapsed about 60 days ago. Do I need to report that to DPOR? No. Your E&O insurance is separate from the licensing requirements, and you would not need to report that to DPOR. You should consider reinstating your E&O insurance, and also work with your insurance provider to see if there is a policy you can purchase to cover the period where your original insurance policy had lapsed. Kate, can I charge my agents for their E&O insurance? 
Can I charge them for more than what it cost me to provide that coverage? Yes. You can charge your agents for their E&O insurance. Although you can charge them for more than what it costs, um, it should be should be really wary of trying to make a profit off this feature and be transparent with your agents about what the fees you're charging them cover. Kind of um, a little bit sketchy, I'd say. Yeah, that's just good business practices. <laughs> I have multiple business entities. Are they all covered by my one E&O insurance policy? This is my favorite answer I've ever given on one of these. We have no idea. Uh, we don't have any idea because we can't review your E&O insurance policy. This information should be clear in your plan. Look to see who's under the named insured portion and how it is defined in your paperwork. If you're still unclear, then you need to call your insurance provider because, unfortunately, we just don't know. Sorry. All right, Kate. Last question. An open-ended question to end the day. What are some common exceptions to insurance coverage? Some examples might be fraud, criminal acts by the insured, misappropriation or commingling of funds, property insurance, bodily injury, employment-related issues, violations of securities law. It can vary by the policy. You need to review the coverage offered and ask for specific coverage if you think it falls into an area of risk. Your insurance agent can help tailor your policy to your needs. Speaking of risk, Kate, how can our listeners limit their risk in this regard? Thank you for asking me that question. You're welcome. One, make sure you have E&O insurance. What are you doing? You don't have it? Get it. Understand what your policy does and does not cover. I get it. These forms, I probably don't read my homeowner's insurance that carefully. Um, but I should. And you should read your E&O insurance policy because... You need to make sure that it's covering what you do with your business. You also need to know how and when you need to notify your insurance coverage of potential claims. And as a broker, make sure you also educate your agents on this too. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the Four Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice... good tea of competent counsel this has been a production of virginia realtors copyright 2019 this podcast features the song please listen carefully by jazar available under creative commons attribution share alike license